All right, welcome hey. in everybody. How's it going, everyone? This is now we're going on our sixth podcast. Dude, we are getting be professionals now, man. Yeah, I'd say yeah. we're pretty professional. We're there, dude. We're there. And today, of course, is a special episode. Yeah, and I just want to say this that uh, I am the co-host, Jay Hauk. Yes. Uh, along here with my son, Justin Hauk, who is the host. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and I noticed that he does already have the on the air sign going. Yeah, we, are, job, we are on the air. Dude, we I are prepared ready, today. Prepared. Yes. Um, we're getting professional. Yeah, yeah, we're getting this down. But hey, good morning, everyone. And we do have a special uh, special day ahead of you, ahead for you. But in Proverbs, I was just reading this morning, continuing on with my Proverbs challenge, Proverbs 21. Yep. And it says this in verse one, it says, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. Mm. And I just want to throw this out there because I think that um, a lot of people don't realize that they can't turn rivers, like maybe creeks, but not rivers. Yeah. It takes a lot to move a river. And so, um, so right now, as we just sit here and as we just prepare ourselves for this next week of COVID-19, yeah. Um, and but and I usually bring you an update on COVID-19, but we're not going to necessarily do that today because we're going to get into talking to our special guests. But one of the things I just wanted to bring out to you all was let's trust in the Lord right now. Mm. Let's not trust in ourselves. Let's trust in God because he can move rivers. He can move kings. He can move these things. So let's just continue to trust in him. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You with me on that? I'm with you on that. Cool, guys. Well, hey, um, so we have uh, our special guest, as we were telling you guys, this is our first interview ever, right, bud? Our first interview. So we're pretty stoked about that. We're not really sure how it's going to go, but we're going to have fun with it. I think it's going to go awesome. I'm super excited, man. So we're going to go ahead and bring him on now. Pastor Tanner, what's up, man? Hey, 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 how you guys doing? Good, bro. Hey, we got you. Uh, we got you going live right now, so everybody can hear you. Awesome, awesome. So, um, just a, a quick introduction. So, Pastor Tanner is—I uh, consider him a good friend of ours. Um, we've met him when he came up here to Running Springs. Yep, taking over to the church, senior pastor. Uh, at Calvary Chapel, Running Springs. Out, out there at Calvary Chapel, Running Springs, doing an awesome job for our community. So anybody who does an awesome job for our community, we automatically love. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember uh, I remember Pastor Tanner, and uh, this kind of, you know what, dude? I'm just going to bring this out real quick to you. So um, <laughs> when I'm talking with people and they're like, Pastor Jay, you know, and I'm like, please just call me Jay. You know, what do you like to be called? Like when you're actually talking with people, um, like say how we're talking right now, do you like Pastor Tanner? Or do you like, uh, you know, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I don't really care. I don't have a preference. I think, uh, it's, it's still like kind of weird <laughs> yeah. Yeah. for me. Um, I don't like, I think I've gotten over like the, you know, being weird about people saying Pastor Tanner or whatever. Like for me, it's not, uh, it's not offensive to not use the pastor. It's not, it's, you know, with it, with, with friends and stuff like that. Like, I think it's weird when they say pastor Tanner, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but certain yeah. people that maybe they're, they're staff at the church or certain people that go to the church, it's, it's a little more, I, I don't really tell people call me this or call me that I'm, I'm a right. man of many names, got yeah. lots of nicknames and things like that. I think, uh, where I was kind of raised up in the church. We did use, we did use, you know, the title pastor, like, 
Pastor Chet's always been like my pastor. I still consider him my pastor. I mm-hmm. call him PC, Pastor Chet. And like, it honestly, like it bothers me when people just call him Chet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like for me, it doesn't bother me at all when people <laughs> don't use pastor or, or do like whatever. But for me, it's like, no, he's not Chet. He's yeah. Pastor Chet. Right. And I think it's just a cultural thing, right? And, and yes. that was the, that's kind of how things were uh, in the church that, that I was raised up in. And I think that's, that's what I noticed with a lot of people. It kind of depends on what church they were brought up in. Some use it, some don't. I don't take offense either way. So, like, with you guys, it's like, whatever, call me Tanner. Like, it, it doesn't, you know, I'd never tell PT. anyone to call me pastor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. I know. It's, it's, it's funny. To each his own. <laughs> I think it's a crack up, man, because, uh, like, it seems like that for parents, especially, they want to make sure that they're raising their kids calling you yeah. pastor. So they'll be like, come up to me like, hey, Jay. They'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, that's not Jay. That's Pastor Jay. Yeah. You know, and so it's, <laughs> it's cracks me up. But yeah. hey, dude, that's awesome, man. Well, um, all right. So just a little bit about the story. So we just kind of want to dig in and get to know you a bit uh, or allow mm-hmm. the audience to get to know you a bit. So. Yeah. I remember the first cool. time that I met you, if I remember right, it was at the Deep Creek Drive-In having some tacos. Yep. And, uh, and yep. That, was re- that was really cool. I was like, man, this dude is ripped, you know, mm-hmm. like super in shape, super excited about God, just very this young uh, stud. Yeah, his young stud, <laughs> you know, and just um, so I was really excited about that. But one of the things that I could tell you um, that I noticed was that you were full of the Lord, that mm-hmm. you love the Lord, and that you're just all in for God. And I think going back to um, to Patmos is uh, one of the things that that I really um, admired about you, like when you talk about that and just the passion that you had for that and for the people, and then now you carried that over into uh, Calvary Chapel Running Springs. So what I would like to know, what Bud and I would like to know a little bit, is like what led you to uh, going into, you know, going from Patmos, and maybe you might want to talk about that for a minute, mm-hmm. going to being a pastor. Yeah, uh, for sure. Well, I appreciate those compliments, Jay. That was that was great. And hey, for me too. You reaching out there in the beginning was huge for me. Um, I, you know, coming from kind of the outside, I, I wasn't a part of Calvary Chapel Running Spring. You know, we had just moved out here, um, so we hadn't been out here for even a year. So uh, I think it was a huge lesson for me. Um, I'll get to your answer, but uh, for real, man, it was a huge lesson for me and how you approached all that and kind of like bringing me in and building relationship it like it really it meant a lot in that time because it was hard um uh but also just moving forward you know i've tried to like implement some of that uh in my own life with different pastors and you know i had andrew come in on it springs of life and it's it's uh it meant a lot and it, and it showed a lot about your character and, and it was a it was a huge blessing to me Thanks, uh, so uh yeah that was great uh but uh, to, to answer your question so I was, uh, just before Patmos, I won't get too much into this, but, uh, I got saved in 2011, August 31st, uh, part of a, a men's, uh, like kind of recovery ministry. Mm-hmm. I had a background in, in severe addiction and things like that. From there, uh, I went to Patmos as a student a year later, um, from one very structured environment to the next. And, and Patmos was a, a little different, uh, to say the least. It's, uh, kind of, <laughs> Like if you took Bible college and boot camp and put them together, the four month program, very intense. And when I say that, like we've had, um, we've had Marines come in, we've had, uh, we've had, um, 
various, you know, army, uh, Navy, uh, various people with different backgrounds go through and says, and every one of them say it's way harder than boot camp. So it's (laughs) it's difficult, uh, but you got the Lord in it, you know, it's different. Um, uh, so it's all, it's all, all connected to spiritual things that everything we teach, you know, teaching, uh, about 10, 15 hours a week, Bible studies and everything's connected to something that we do raising up viewers of the word, uh, trying to mm. bring people to the feet of Jesus to really mm. understand what it means to depend on the Holy Spirit. Um, and uh, uh, so this is kind of like what the ministry is about in a few words. I could, I could get a lot into that. Uh, everything is pulled from the word. Uh, we create challenges from the word. And uh, it's an intense program. It's honestly, it's not a ministry that was uh, created for people to... Uh, to stick around for long periods of time. You just yeah. uh, imagine going through boot camp over and over and over again. And it's actually harder as a staff member than it is as a student. <laughs> Boy, you I have bet, more dude. responsibility. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but I learned so much. And uh, it, Pastor Chet brought me under his wing. I lived with him at various times. Uh, he taught me so much about ministry and discipleship and teaching. Mm. And he always, always, always pushed me way farther than I thought I was ever able to, to go. Uh, so he was a, he still is a That's huge cool. part of my life. And, yeah, awesome. um, it was actually, so I was with Patmos for, uh, for four years. Um, we were in Florida, uh, for it's bounced around. It's been Brazil, Bahamas, Florida. Uh, so we, I was there when it was in Florida. Then we went to El Salvador. We planted a Spanish speaking Patmos there in El Salvador. That's Whoa. still, that's still going and, and going strong. That's uh, awesome. Connected with, uh, uh, yeah, Calvary Chapel, um, uh, San Salvador. Uh, so uh, then from there, we moved out here. Brian Broderson, uh, the pastor at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, he, yep. he saw how the ministry, because it's young adults, so he saw how, um, you know, as you're raising up these young adults and they're on fire for the Lord, how that was just such a good combination uh, with the, uh, with the season, you know, kind of older demographic, you, you wanted to get, kind of bring some of that youth uh, into uh, into the area. Uh, so he invited us to come out to California and, and host our first uh, few terms there at the camp um, at uh, Green Valley Lake Camp. Uh, and uh, that was the first the first year that we were out there. You know, I thought we had such clarity. I got. Got married in 2015. Me and my wife were going out to California. We're we're starting another, you know, Patmos ministry, and <laughs> and this is why we're coming, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> oh, uh, things got things, things changed pretty quickly. Yeah. So that second term at the camp, right in the beginning of the second term, um, man, Lord opened up so many doors for me. Like it was just, I felt like I was living in a dream, like. So many different opportunities, uh, doing stuff with K-Wave and Costa Mesa and teaching at the Bible College and getting to be a part of Calvary Chapel South Bay. And like, man, just so many open doors and, and directing uh, the topmost ministry. And I was overwhelmed, to say the least. It was overwhelmed with good, great opportunities. Yeah. Um, and uh, so one day after our lift service, the Monday night service that, that Costa Mesa used to have, uh, uh, we used to run that. Pastor Chet led that. <laughs> Pastor Chet was like, hey, come in my car. I need to talk to you. And, and with Pastor Chet, it's always like, 
when he says that, you're like, did I do something wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Why does he need to talk to me? Um, So I'm going through my mind like, "Uh, no, I haven't done anything wrong lately. I think this should should probably be good. (laughs) Uh, So uh, I I got in the car with him and uh, he goes, hey, listen, uh, Calvary Chapel Running Springs is in transition. They're looking for a new senior pastor. Um, And uh, Pastor Jeff brought up your name and, and they had talked to me and, and I told them that, that, uh, I think you'd be a great fit. He said, listen, I don't want to lose you. Um, I want you to stay with us, but I can't, I can't not tell you <laughs> that, <laughs> that this is an opportunity that yeah. the Lord might be opening up for you. And he yeah. said, pray, he said, pray, pray about it. And I told him straight up, no, bro, <laughs> I'm not going to pray about it. Like, dude, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm happy. I'm working with all my friends. I, I get this 24-7 with my close friends and doing ministry. And like, dude, I don't want to leave my family, you know, like it's my spiritual family that I've been with for so long. Like, yeah. no way. That's not why I came out here, right? Right. <laughs> So uh, literally, I didn't pray about it. I I kept true to my word, and I didn't pray about it. Um, So so the next week, uh, a a week later, um, uh, Luke Kibler, uh, who's a pastor, Mm -hmm. uh, an associate pastor there, and and was on the board at the time, uh, he called me, and he said, you know, I don't know if you've heard yet, but we're in transition, and um, we're looking for a a new senior pastor, and your name name was brought up, and... um, uh, we want to know if it's something that you're interested in. And I said, I had already known Luke <laughs> at that point. And I'm like, listen, Luke, man, I just explained to him what my week looked like. And like, how, oh, bro, there's, I'm teaching literally 10 sermons a week at this point. I'm like, there's, wow. there, I have so much to do. Like, there's no way, <laughs> there's no way uh, yeah. I can, I can, cause I'm thinking right in my, in my finite idiotic mind like this is something i'm adding to right adding to my list of things i was like man there's no way like my plate is just too full there's no way i can to do that as well and i said but i will pray about it you know um of course so uh so literally (laughs) yeah right yeah i told hey when i say i'm gonna pray about it i'll pray about it i'm not gonna pray about it it's like this uh lord god do you want me to do this no okay all right move on (laughs) (laughs) right uh, so the next morning, literally the next morning, um, I journal a lot in my, in my devotion life and, and I'm just journaling, I'm like clearing everything out. I'm just focused on this Lord. Like, if you want me to do this, like, like, just please tell me, cause I'm not, I'm not really digging it right now. And, and, and right off the bat, the Lord started giving me confirmation, speaking to me through, uh, through, uh, Exodus and, um, can't, I don't want to get too much into the details cause I could talk about that forever, but, uh, <laughs> uh but a lot about building the tabernacle and, and uh, the, 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 the anointed men that, that God uh, surrounded Moses with, and, and there was a plan, and there was a vision, and there were details, and there was clarity. And literally for the next week, every day, I kept praying about it, and the Lord kept speaking to me through Exodus. And it was funny, I had a friend with me, uh, Dirk, we were reading the Chronological Bible at the time, so we were reading the same thing. And he's like, bro, if I were you praying about the same things, I would be thinking the same exact thing. Like, he's like, I was taking a confirmation too. And by the end of the week, I knew it. Like mm. my heart had completely changed because I've always been, That's crazy. Lord asked me to do some pretty crazy, difficult things. 
as I know he has with you guys and, mm-hmm. and so many mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. And, and for me, as long as I know the Lord is, is, is in it and wants me to do it, I'm good, man. I'm going to, I'm going to do it and I'm going to give it my all. Cause I know he knows what's best, right? He, he right. his plans greater than ours and, and he knows what's better for me than I do. Um, yeah uh, for myself and, and we do for, for ourselves, you know, we don't always know what the, the best route to go is. And, uh, so next week I, I talked to Pastor Ted, I told him, you know, like, I think the Lord called me out. Those are some different, difficult conversations to have, but he was hundred percent in support of it. Um, uh, even though he would always mess with me and you're <laughs> <laughs> like, leaving me. I brought you out here. You're leaving me. Yeah, um, that's great. And uh, so, so then, uh, you know, I, I still was in the middle of a term and, and teaching at the Bible college. And actually, Elizabeth's mom passed away right at that same time. Uh, she oh, got wow. cancer, died in two months. So it was rough, man. We had just got married, you know, th- that year, 2015. This is going into 2016. Her, her mom gets sick, dies of cancer. And Dang. then, you know, then we transitioned to, to a new church with, you know, very few people that we had uh uh, much of a relationship with right. so it was a very very difficult difficult uh season uh but we saw the lord you know in it and through it all and we've been able to build some just amazing relationships and and the lord has just blessed us uh, blessed us as a as a family and blessed our congregation tremendously mm-hmm. and um you know just that's kind of the short <laughs> the short story uh but that's really ultimately how how he led us to coverage up where in spring Dude, that is so awesome to uh, yeah. to hear that that short version and yeah. and your wife is is a really amazing lady and she oh, has the same passion for the Lord and you could see it in her and just some of the stuff that you have uh, shared with how she um, <clears throat> it just sounds like that she just backs you up one hundred percent yeah and that uh, she pushes sure. you along and and she's definitely yeah. like that that be, you know the the half that makes you whole so it's it's cool yeah, to see your sure. guys's marriage. And, uh, mm-hmm. and now you have two little ones and, uh, yeah, just going after yeah. that. And... <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. So how long yeah, ago was that? So What's that? Go ahead. Uh, oh, I was going to say, so how long ago was that when, uh, when you made this decision to come on to cover Chapel Running Springs? So, um, this was, uh, this was in like winter, spring, 2016. So hmm. I was in the middle of a bunch of commitments. So mm-hmm. I fulfilled, I, you know, I had to finish out the term and finish out that semester at the Bible college and, um, all the other things that I was doing. So, you know, I told them, Hey, listen, like I got to fulfill these commitments. Um, I should be freed up, you know, around June, July. Um, so I started like doing some, some, uh, you know, guest teaching there, mm-hmm. uh, like once or twice a month and, and, you know, filling in as I could, but it just wasn't really, I wasn't doing anything more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, it fulfilled all my commitments. And then I came on, uh, first I came on actually as the interim, as the interim pastor, uh, interim senior pastor on July 1st, 2016. Uh, and then by August. By the end of August, uh, it became like it became official, like everything worked out because, you know, they're still getting to know me sure. and uh, how is this going to work? And, and it was a big change for all of us. And and you know, anyone that knows some of the Calvary Chapel running Springs history, you know, they had gone through the congregation had gone through a lot. And, yeah. uh, it, you know, there was it, it was hard when when Jeff got called away and, and then it was difficult kind of finding the right the right person to, mm-hmm. to take. Sure. take the reins from there. So, uh, 
so yeah, so July first, two thousand sixteen, and then uh, by by the end of August was was when it was like official, official, like you know, take take the charge and and run with it. And uh, yeah, crazy time. It's crazy. Dude. I, I don't I don't wish to relive that, but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was very challenging. Yeah, I remember. Uh, but, uh, man. I remember you guys uh, just, I remember talking with you just about how you'd have those long uh, board meetings and, and, uh, and if yeah. you have ever been a part of a church oh and God. if you've ever been a part of a board, then you know, some board meetings uh, are really awesome and some yeah. board meetings are just not the uh, best. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There'd be times where there, we were there till from, from six thirty to 12 at night. It's I actually, in the beginning mm-hmm. when I started doing, I was like, this is just getting crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. we need to do two board meetings a month. Yeah, so right. we did, we did a business board meeting, like focusing on finances and kind of business decisions. Yeah. And we did a ministry board meeting and just split it up that way so that people could actually get home to see <laughs> family yeah now we're now we're you know most of them most of them they last i'd say average about three hours uh but uh yeah it was it was crazy that's awesome dude that's (laughs) awesome well i i just know that there's been amazing things and and it's funny because as you're just talking about this i'm remembering uh like some of my friends over there at your church and uh just hearing the updates each time, you know, well, he's praying about it, you know, and yeah, well, we'll, we'll see, you know, um, well, you know, he's getting ready to, to get started and, oh, we're super excited. And just as the enthusiasm would, would build, it was cool yeah. to see it come to pass. You know, it's cool that's for cool. me. Yeah, that's the side I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the side of the story that, that I, I, I wasn't so aware of. <laughs> yeah. For me, Tanner, you know, uh, seeing you, um, gosh, I want to say one of the first, actually, well, the first time I had seen you preach was at the Good Friday service. Mm. Um, and I think that was Good Friday of 17. Tw- of 17. Yeah, 17. And um, so by then, I mean, so you had been at the church probably for, I don't know, eight months by then right. or so. And so one thing that was just so cool was how the church just came behind you. And just totally yeah. backed you up. And it was like yeah. it brought like a new life to them. Mm-hmm. And they were all just fired up, just so excited about you. Yeah. And it was just really cool to see that. Yeah. Really cool to yeah, see man. That. No, that's, that's so true, Justin. Like, man, they are, I, we got a great church and they're so, they're so supportive. And, you know, we made a lot of, we made a lot of changes and, and I knew I had to be patient, um, which yeah. I'm not a patient person at all. It's probably <laughs> my greatest weakness. Uh, but the Lord was telling me, like, I've been doing four months sprints for the last four years, like four yeah. months of like mm-hmm. in and out, go, 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 go. Okay. Take two weeks off, do it all over again. Right. And, uh, this was right in the beginning where it's like, Hey, you're not doing these four months sprints anymore. This is a marathon and you mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta, you got to wait and you got to be more patient and you got to let things kind of change over time. Cause Cosmos is all about change. Fact. Mm. Challenge for the person yeah. is a change. That's the motto. And so, and it was different. Like it was, you, it, I had a lot of promises that the Lord gave me. And, and part of it was just, just as you said, Justin, like people get in behind and supporting it. I knew there's going to be some changes, even with people, some leaving, some coming, all of that. But yeah. the, the, or just stuck together and we're so supportive and, and even like some of the more difficult things I was challenging them with like outreaches and evangelism and, and things like that like some of them had never done it mission trips some of them had never even been on a plane anymore it, mm. like most of the team hadn't even been on a plane the first mission trip that we went on wow. so a lot of this was new to them 
So it was incorporating things like kind of try slowly, which is against my nature, um, and uh, and letting people start to get the feel for things so that they're not overwhelmed. But man, I was blessed because they were open to it. They were, and that was all that asked. Like, just be willing. You know, we yeah. see there in Exodus, like when Moses came down from Mount Sinai uh, the second time, and he told the people about building the tabernacle, and, and he said, "Hey, listen, this is the vision God's given me." I need resources to make it happen. I need people. I need servants. I need I need gold and silver and all these different things to make it happen. And and, and he said, "Hey, whoever's of a willing heart, like I'm not I'm not asking you to do this out of with a burden or whoever is willing." And, and yeah. it said the people's hearts were stirred and they were willing. And, and it says that they gave more than what was needed. He had to he had to stop them. So along with what you said, that was a promise that God gave gave me that there are going to be That's people cool. with willing hearts that are yeah, willing yeah. to to help come alongside and fulfill the vision. Cause I know just as Moses couldn't do it by himself, I know I can't do it by myself and it takes a whole congregation to make that happen. So that's really a good, does. I'm glad you noticed that bro. That was a promise that God gave me. So that's really cool to see it on the outside. Awesome. That's awesome. That is cool. Yeah. And I thought that was, uh, that was really interesting on that first good Friday when you're sitting there preaching and, uh, all of a sudden one of, one of the people, uh, from another congregation started talking and you stopped your preaching and made them get down and give you 50 pushups. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, man. <laughs> like, bro, this isn't Patmos, man. <laughs> He's like, I don't remember that. <laughs> Wednesday, we don't do that like when we're with other churches. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. I think that's awesome just to hear or just, just how God does give us visions and yeah. gives us promises. And then to hear that come to pass from others, not necessarily something yeah. that you see, but that's something else. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. It is so cool. Yeah, yeah dude. Man. So, you know, obviously you've, you've been the pastor there now for four years, just about. Yeah, just and, about four years, yeah. And, you know, so we were just kind of wondering what kind of got us started with, with just this interview for um, just this season of – you know, the COVID-19, right? We have this Mm -hmm. COVID-19 crisis going on. And what we were just kind of wondering was how are you um, and your church responding to that? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, So kind of give you, yeah, it's been over a month now. Yeah. Um, So how we're responding now, you know, obviously in the beginning, I think we were one of the last churches to, to have have a service, uh, like an actual service on, on Sunday. I think you were. And uh, I got some uh, praise and criticism for that. Uh, Imagine. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. you know, it was very, very, it was very difficult uh, for me to kind of like, you know, give in to that. And, and I understand, like, yeah. you know, we want to protect people. Uh, we do have a, we have a pretty good mix of, of demographic uh, age-wise. Uh, but yeah. we do have, you know, a lot of seasoned saints and some some older people that are are susceptible and, and do have health conditions and all of that. So definitely, you know, as a shepherd, you want to keep keep your sheep safe. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. just battling through that, talking to different pastors on both sides, talking to, uh, you know, different uh, legal firms and and, mm-hmm. uh, and and talking to, to different people up on, on the mountain and like Mike Vasquez, the fire chief up, uh, up in running springs mm-hmm. and, yeah. and just kind of, uh, putting, putting all of these heads through there's wisdom in the council of many. Um, all right. Okay. We got to switch it up. And you know, the government's asking us to do something. It's not like the church is being persecuted. It, at least 
at this time. It was really kind of hard to understand how things were going to unfold. What does the lockdown mean? What are yeah. essential businesses? Yeah. What are declared non-essential businesses? So right. I think all of us have been like kind of learning and figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, to, to answer the question, uh, right off the bat, we switched to online services. So uh, stream and all. I've become kind of tech savvy since this. <laughs> it's forced you Yeah. But it's forcing me to become more tech savvy. Uh, so, you know, starting doing, we already did our Facebook Live services and would upload to YouTube, started doing YouTube Live. Um, it started started doing all of our all of our ministries because we have something almost every night of the week uh so all our different uh ministry leaders shifting you know their ministries to to some type of online platform facebook youtube um whatever the case may be and then you know engaging through uh through different avenues uh texting phone calls uh, you know, Facebook comments, uh, emails, all these different, you know, online things that we have to be able to engage people. Uh, and that's kind of how we've, how we've done the services. Um, as you guys know, we have a food ministry as well. Uh, so we've still been able to continue to do that. And, uh, it's been cool. Now the, uh, the fire department, um, uh, it, we, Dixie, like we, we have a, we have a good relationship with her and, and yeah. they're actually doing, a, 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 an extra food ministry, um, we're, we're doing an extra one uh, with the fire department um, this May, May 2nd, I think it is. Um, this uh, Coming up here soon, we just had one last weekend, and it's kind of like a drive-up, you know, those families that are in need. We fed 40 families last, uh, last weekend. Awesome. Um, That's great. Just, you know, getting people, getting people some of their basic needs. We have, uh, uh, we have uh, different people. Man, people have been awesome and stepping up and, you know, we have different people that are, are going and, and picking up, you know, medications and food and, and various things for people. We got Stater Brothers gift cards for, you know, people that did, that miss food ministry that are in need right now. So we're yeah. so really trying to provide for the need. But, you know, when Jesus, he, he fed the, he fed the uh, 5,000 and he fed the 4,000 and and we see after the 5,000 in John 6, like Jesus called him out and said, you know, you're only following me for the fish and the loaves, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? right? So we want to find that that balance between, you know, hey, we want to provide for people's needs, mm-hmm. like basic needs. We know that that is a, that is a, a calling that God has given the church. Uh, but yeah. most importantly, we want to provide for their spiritual needs. Uh, so uh, we're, you know, even within that uh, food ministry, we put tracks in the bags. The, the leaders are praying with people. Cool. Um, we're, we're trying to still, though we can't do it the same way we normally do, we're still trying to give that spiritual element. But people don't, don't get the wrong message. Like, yeah, we're here to help you, but we're here to help you in a greater way yeah. than giving you a few bags of food to hold you over for a little bit. Like, we really want to... We want to point you to the ultimate provider. You know, we can only provide so much, but but yeah. the Lord can provide everything for you. So, uh, so these are the things that that some of the things that we've been doing. Um, I, I will say this. Uh, you know, there are. Uh, I've been able to. Uh, I've been able to engage with people, um, even you know, physically. Uh, just still meeting with certain people every week and. Uh, and doing some of that, but but still keeping wisdom and erring on the side of wisdom. And cool. uh, we had we had Passover. We did a, our annual Passover this mm-hmm. year. We did it with a family down the street, actually with the Kiblers, and 
Uh, so that was cool. That's and I cool. encouraged, Hey, don't have, a, we can't do our big gathering, but you know, yeah. if you want to have one or two people over, I'm not going to say anything. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so start trying to do that, trying to be obedient to mm. God's word and, and that calling to not forsake the assembly of the brethren mm-hmm. um, and, and that community, like the, the, one of the difficult things is figuring out how to do that in light of our current situation. Because right. we're called to, you know, obey governing authorities unless what they're asking us to do contradicts the word of God. Right. Uh, this is a really kind of gray area right now because it's, yeah. it's just weird. So how do we be obedient to the Lord while still respecting the governing authorities? Um, so that takes getting a little creative. And, uh, and we've been able to do some of that. Uh, but we're getting ready to make a shift. Um, and I'll probably get both crazy and criticism from this for this from the community. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've been actively talking to different, uh, legal counsel and, and again, still different pastors. Um, and, uh, I know Newsom got sued by three, three different churches. And, uh, mm. this is, you know, this has led to, cause it, here's the deal. This is, this is one of the things I'm struggling with. Like, okay, I'll, I, I want to be safe and I want to protect the flock. Sure. And, yeah. You know, uh, but this whole not gathering thing is, is really like, man, I had a lady reach out yesterday that man, she was, she's like done. Like she is mm-hmm. like, you tell she's so depressed and she's like, she can't like take it anymore. She's isolated. She doesn't have any believers around her. Like her family isn't saved. She's stuck. Like she doesn't, there's something spiritual that happens when we gather together, yeah. you know, and, and it's an important element. Um, but we also don't want people dying because of it. Right. So, yeah. uh, so there's that fine line. Uh, but, uh, if you guys saw this, I'm sure you did, if you've been doing updates, but, uh, now California starting April 17th, we're allowed to do drive-in services. Um, so, yeah, is that great? No. But is it better than what we are doing? I think it is yeah. because at least people can see the other people. Uh, so we're going to, we're shifting. We're going to at least shift to that uh, soon. You got um, the space whether for it too in your parking yeah, lot. Yeah, right. We have mm-hmm. that big parking lot. We yep. have that dirt area all by the playground. Like we have plenty of room for parking. Yeah. Um, so we're going to at least shift to that. Um, it just depends if we can get everything together by Sunday, at least by the next Sunday. And I'm exploring some of our other options. Um, you know, can we do, can we do a gathering outside with chairs six feet apart while people are wearing masks and enforcing no touching, no contact whatsoever, being above reproach, being safer than you see in any grocery store. Right. Like, yeah. Like, you do like sure. the X's or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Right. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's really, uh, that's kind of plan, plan A. That's the hopeful plan that will get you like, you know, even, Hey, I want this to be so clean and so done right that at no point during the service could somebody take a picture and say they broke <laughs> CDC guidelines, you know, right. like just being yeah. above reproach and being safe, keeping people safe, but also, also being obedient to the Lord. So here are options that we're looking at. So we're at least going to start doing driving awesome. services yeah. uh, coming up soon. And if I can get permission, um, and, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, with the county and, and exports, because I think things now that Newsom's getting sued and stuff, and now that there's all this publicity about the churches, like okay, you can you can 
buy liquor, you can buy weed, you can get an abortion right now. There's, that's is considered essential, but gathering right. together is not. Uh, right. So uh, it just rubs me the wrong way. In yeah. the beginning, we didn't know what would be essential, what wouldn't be. But now right. it's been very clear that, you know, these very carnal, worldly things that lead to death are okay and essential to life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, but yeah. gathering together, which is essential, which really is essential to spiritual life, yeah. That's not that's not considered an essential thing. So I think that the government's going to start laying back even more, uh, you know, as these lawsuits go through. I don't want to make a point. Like I'm not doing yeah, anything to prove right. a point. I'm not sure. trying to get any un- drama or unwanted attention. I just want to fulfill the the the, the calling of, of God to, to gather together, but do it in a way that's respectful, that doesn't right. put people in jeopardy, and that is you know approved by by the governing authorities right. that. You know, so I'm looking at all of that this week. You know, our whole board, um, they're all 100% on board. <laughs> That's cool. We're man. all, there's unity there. Yeah. You know, I've gotten a lot of, a lot of confirmation in the, in the word about, you know, going this, going this route, but it's just now figuring out the details as far it. as yeah. what, what can we do where we fulfill both things. We keep people safe. We fulfill what the government's asking us to do. Um, but we still, most importantly, fulfill our, our duty as believers to, to gather together because, man, people are suffering because of yeah, it. I'm right. suffering from it, you know, even yeah. though I've been connecting with people like I can tell, man, it's not the same teaching to a stinking computer oh, yeah. screen as it is teaching yeah. in front of a congregation. You're, right. You don't get to see yeah. their emotions. You don't get to see. Exactly. I, I was on a, a Zoom uh, the other day uh, with another church and um, and he was uh, they had a guest speaker from New Zealand. And, um, and he was like, Hey, is anybody out there? You know, like, because I'm talking to you guys (laughs) and you guys are just kind of staring at me, like, give me a thumbs up or something. And I, I know from, for myself, you know, uh, preaching, like you really feed off of, um, well, you feed off of number one, the Lord, but then you feed off of the people because you could see if they're actually getting it or not, you know, or if they're just like, uh, right. Yep. Yep. So I I feel you, dude. I think, you know, Tanner, as you're talking about this, dude, um, and as you're talking about the needs, I just really felt from the Lord, like this is really going to set forward a revival. Like I can mm-hmm. see, um, I can see it. Uh, I was just getting this vision of in your parking lot of people come in and just continue to come like not just on the Wednesday nights, not just on the Sunday mornings for the two services, but I could really right. see the Lord causing you because you are, cause you do have such stamina, um, I could see him using you almost like how for Billy Graham, like remember when Billy Graham went to LA to do that, um, to do that revival. And it just went on for days and days oh, and days and days and days. Anyways, <laughs> I could see the Lord doing something like that with you, man, with oh, uh, the parking amazing. lot, just like mm-hmm. where it's not just going to be on a Wednesday and a Sunday, but it's going to be daily. Yeah. dude. So just prepare yeah, yourself, man, so because he oh, set you I up for it. this dude. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, oh, I hope something happens like that. Thank, that's a, that's a great that's a that's a great word. Yeah, I I appreciate that, man. I hope something happens because you, you see it. I'm sure you guys have been getting feedback. It's like you know, it yeah. used to be like we had the privilege and opportunity to watch services online, which is a great thing. If hey, you know, whatever got busy, something came up, couldn't get to church, get <laughs> yeah, sick, right. whatever. Like it was, in your it pajamas. Used to be, it, it, yeah. Yeah, right. It used to be a, a good backup option, but now mm. it's the only option. Right. And, yeah. and I hope that produces in the church that reality because so many people like, 
you know, I'll hear people say, yeah, I love God, but I don't go to church. It's like, okay, you know, all right, well, we could have a debate there. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, but just the importance of gathering together. He said, yeah. For more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Yep. And we're seeing the consequences not being able to do that as often. You know, even if we're able to do that with our families or yeah. friends, there's something powerful that happens when a church comes together Amen. to worship mm-hmm. and yep. study the word. Uh, so, and pray together. You know, I was talking to the board about this. Um, the church was built on Acts 2.42, right? Yeah. They continued yep. steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and, and breaking of bread and fellowship and prayers. All those things were done communally. Yeah. All of those things yeah. were done communally. You know, they, they, they studied the word together, right? Those things were done. You know, some of those things, yeah, prayer and, and studying, like some of that was personal. But all of that, what, with the context, they did this communally. They, they did all, they studied the word together. They fellowshiped together. They broke bread together, you know, took communion, ate food. They, they prayed together. And, and this is what the church was built on. So now, now. If we don't do that, how can we expect the church to, to continue to grow and yes. thrive? And, you know, we know the Lord is doing something behind the scenes. But at the same time, it's like, man, if this is how the church was, was built, <laughs> like if, if this is how the church grew, if this is how thousands of people were getting saved every day because yeah. people on the outside were seeing right. this love, yes. community coming together and, and in the name that is above every name, that, that it came together in the name of Jesus, and this yeah. is how the church grew. Like, how how can we <laughs> yeah. how can we really function and be the church if there's not some type? You yes. know, I'm not saying go back to normal services. Right. Like, I right, get right. why we wouldn't yeah. do that. Right. But right. doing some type of, of gathering yes. while while keeping and respecting the governing authorities and what they've asked. Amen. Amen, yeah. man, dude, Tanner, we could seriously just hang out all day long. I mean, I just yeah. love talking with you and hanging yeah. out with you. And, and, uh, and I, I, I would imagine that the audience is starting to feel your passion yeah. that you have. And I love your passion, dude. And I feed off of that, man. And so, um, one yeah. of the things that, that we, um, that we as, as better together that we're praying about and that we just love, uh, that you guys are doing is, is the food bank that you mentioned, you know, and just yeah. mm-hmm. how you mm-hmm. added on that extra, um, that extra, um, service second, or yeah, whatever you day. call it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know what you call mm-hmm. it, but, um, right. but anyways, we, we just love that. And so, so we wanted to, um, just kind of challenge the community just to participate in with, mm-hmm. with you guys. Um, like you're saying, like state or brother gift cards, um, yeah. donations, we as better together, we're, we're going to uh, send for a donation. We're just a small little organization, but we're, uh, we got together $500 that we want to pitch in to help awesome. with this food bank. And, um, and we want to oh, challenge the community so to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. That is so cool. Oh, yeah. Man. We, we just know, we know how important it is, um, just to get the community involved with things. And yeah. we've seen with, um, being here at better together and kind of stepping out of the church is mm-hmm. in a weird kind of different sort of the way we've seen people want to donate to this, and to like this mm-hmm. thing rather than the church. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. it's so weird and interesting, but people right. get behind things that are working for a community. And so yeah. right now you yeah. as Calvary Chapel running Springs, you're working for the community. And so exactly. people will want to come in and support that and right. just come behind that because it's, it's yeah. just, that's what one of the cool things about our town of running Springs is yeah. you still see that you still see that right. people coming together 
being better together. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And man, I'm so glad that you, you mentioned that, Justin. Um, and man, that you guys all do, all that just like really blesses me. Uh, but I was reading, gosh, I forget who it was. I forget. I was reading so many things about the, the virus and the church yeah. yesterday yeah. and trying to make a plan. But gosh, I forget who said it. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it was Attorney General Barr. It might have been somebody else, but he had some good things to say. But um, uh, it, it was, some, I think, it was pretty positive. Someone in the White House, um, uh, and they were saying like, because what they did was, you know, they declared clergymen, you know, ministers mm-hmm. as as essential, as Beautiful. essential, yeah, right, like as, as essential employees right now, because you know, as they're looking in the past at. Uh, catastrophes and hurricanes and, yeah, and a lot of what you guys are, are focusing on right mm-hmm. now, uh, it, this disaster relief kind of thing, the, the people that cause the, the, make the biggest impact, FEMA can only do so much right, <laughs> right yep, now. Like yep. you got, you, you got every single state suffering in some way, some more than others, but the, the people yeah. that have really made the biggest impact have been the, the profits. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and the churches, right, yep. which are yep. also nonprofits. Yep. So it's like wait, you can't you can't handcuff them from doing like <laughs> something that's going to make a, yes. a, a significant impact on the community and helping the community, whether it be with food or you know prayer or comfort. Because people, you know, people are losing loved ones. It's right. like who's yeah. coming? What that person's stuck in their house? They have no one they can talk yeah. to. They have right. no one that can pray with them. Like, right. wait a minute. Like, what? How, what are we doing about that? Yes. Like, what are we doing right. about about the, the people that that are suffering loss through this relationally? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, financially, food, all these things. And it's like, man, if you handcuff the church, like you're you're going, it's going to make a bigger devastating impact on, on the community. So uh, I'm so glad you say it because it's so true. You know, like. And that's what we want. Like we want to, we want to bless the community as yeah. best as we're able to do. Obviously, right now with church not going on, you know, like of course we're not gonna, we're not gonna get the, <laughs> we're not gonna experience the the financial generosity as we normally do. Right. Um, right. But you know, we're in a we're in a pretty decent decent spot, and we're still committed to. Uh, to, to providing and to helping and doing food ministry. Um, and, you know, I love, cool. I love that we're, uh, we're, we're doing it twice um, yeah. uh, at this time. And, and, you know, I told Joe, I was like, Hey man, here, like, this is, this is the budget right now. And like, take it and run with it. If we can do two or uh, we can do more. And, and obviously the more, the more that we're able to receive, like that just gets added on top of the budget that we've already that we've already delegated to it. So obviously the more families we'll be able to take care of. So we want to do that and, and help as, as much as we can right now. Uh, so that, that's, that's great. Man. I love that's that really dude. Good. You know, yeah. you know, one thing that we've been talking about on this podcast yeah. is um, just about reaching out to one another during this time mm. that yeah. just, just how you've been mentioning just the, the different people feeling so lonely um, right. right now being isolated in their houses and stuff and just how important mm-hmm. it is is that the Lord's been just putting uh, different people on our hearts and on our minds and, mm-hmm. and we've yeah. been challenging ourselves just to take that take that time out of your day whatever you're doing to reach yeah. out to that person and just how important it is to see the whole entire church body of yep. Christ coming together during this time 
Yeah. You yeah, know, so like true. churches so don't true. matter right, right now. Yeah. At this time, yeah. like you need to come together as, yeah. as one. It's right. the people. Yeah. It's yeah. The people. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's also interesting to me too, like how you're talking about that with, um, in the disasters and different, um, you, you know, like the, the people just coming together and not necessarily the FEMA or the government, like, uh, mm-hmm. Louisiana and Mississippi, when they had that, um, uh, that hurricane, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you, if you look at that, Louisiana had hardly any help from the government versus Mississippi had pretty much all the help from the government. Louisiana mm-hmm. was able to heal, get back to normal. in like just a matter of time where Mississippi, honestly, they're still trying to get over that. And so That's it was crazy. interesting. Like when you did, when you, when you just talked about that, I just started thinking about that because there's such a huge difference between the government doing it and the people, you know, doing it. And yeah. it's oh, like, sure. we need to come together as a body right now yeah. and help one another. And so mm-hmm. we love how, right. you're, how you guys at Calvary Chapel, how you're doing that as a community, Tanner, how you just have this vision. And so we just love that, man. Like how you're just all in, like, like we were talking about this, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, how um, we've noticed how some of the churches are slacking back and they're just kind of taking us as an opportunity to slumber yeah. And just to sleep yeah. and like, okay, this is a time of rest. And this isn't a time of rest. You no. know, this is a, a, not a not time for a church to slumber and to slack. This is a time where the church is not to be foolish, but mm-hmm. to be wise, you know, and to right. uh, um, use the resources. And yeah. that's another thing is that the resources right now, like I heard this, um, this, this one pastor talking about it and he was saying like the demand is so much more, but mm-hmm. yet the resources are so much less. And, um, and yeah. so it's just such an important time for the church to really learn how to depend on the Lord, but it's also such an important right. time for us as people to step up in faith and give even right. when it's, even when it's stretching us, you know, and that's not just giving right. financially, but that's giving, uh, financially, spiritually, right. emotionally, physically, yep. you know, that's being mm-hmm. all in. And that's what we love yep. that you're doing there, man. And, and so with, um, with this, like if people do want to try to help donate, want to try to participate, how can they uh, do that? How can they get in touch with you? How can they uh, take care of those, those needs for others? So, um, so the, the best way, um, you know, we have different options. Uh, there are, it'd probably be best to reach out to me directly. Uh, so I could go through the options and maybe if people have questions, I can clarify anything. Uh, we, we can receive, we can receive online donations. We can receive um, donations by mail. Um, our PO box is one three four four. That's in Running Springs, uh, zip obviously nine two three eight two. And I can give you some of that information. Uh, but we would want to make sure, you know, that you stay on there. If you're trying to give for like food ministry, that's what it would be. It would just say you would put on the memo food ministry. Uh, so that we would know that, hey, this money is going to food ministry, or even I've been there. I've been at the church, um, not as much as normal, but uh, I'm there now, right now. We're doing services from, I'm uh, doing services from home right now. Uh, but I've been there Monday, uh, Monday to Wednesday, and then Elizabeth has been there on Thursdays. Uh, so there is, if, if they wanted to drop it off directly, uh, they could come by um, uh, Monday to Thursday. Uh, you know, usually we're we're there between uh, like around the nine and five, uh, time window. Uh, but, uh, if, if they emailed the church or, or emailed me, uh, just to confirm if they want to come by and drop something off, uh, there are multiple ways to donate. Uh, so yeah, they could do it through, through PayPal online on our website and just make sure it says 
on there. This is, you know, for bread, uh, for it's, it's, uh, bread of life ministry. You can just say food ministry. Um, they could, you know, mail us a check, uh, or they could, or they could drop it off. And if they have any specific questions, uh, they, uh, to me directly, my email is, uh, Tanner, CCRS at gmail.com. Real easy to remember. Tanner, gmail.com. Tanner, CCRS at gmail.com. So they can, if they want to come by and drop something off for, uh, for the food ministry, uh, whether it's uh, uh, money or, or you know, uh, uh, gift cards for, you know, Stater Brothers or, or whatever, because we do, we have an account with a food bank. So uh, we can go down and get food really cheap. Um, awesome. So, uh, you know, and there's the, the, also the reality. Some months there's, there's more that we're able to get and, and some uh, uh, other months, you know, there's not, there's not as much, but, uh, you know, we were able to get a decent amount this last time. And uh, if it if something is delegated to the food ministry, it's going to the food ministry, and uh, we'll make sure that that people get the uh, that the resources that they need as best as we can, you know, with the yeah. resources. Oh yeah, that totally, man. We have so so those are the various avenues. And if cool. anyone has any questions about it, they can email the church or email me, and, and all of our contact infos on the. Uh, on the website too. So you just Google Calvary Chapel running Springs. It's, uh, you'll, you'll see it. Awesome. Tanner. Hey man, we, uh, we just absolutely love you, dude. We love Elizabeth and yeah. we love just guys, um, are praying for you, bro. And yeah. we just want to thank you for this time. Thank you yeah. again for what you're doing for yeah, the community I mean. and just, uh, keep pressing on, dude, keep fighting that good fight because you're an awesome man. Yeah. We'll have to have I you on again. You yeah. yeah, it's great, man. I love this. I love talking to you. <laughs> I love talking to you guys. All Maybe right, next time it can be in stuff. person. <laughs> yeah, we'll have you in our quarters. Yeah. yeah. All right, bro. You're God right. bless you, man. All right. Love you guys. Love you too, man. All right, bye. Well, guys, uh, that was a lot of fun just uh, having having Pastor Tanner on here with us, just hanging out. He's uh, He really is a super, super cool guy. Yeah. Just um, just he has this amazing amount of energy. I know that right before this uh, COVID-19 hit, he just started this uh, Saturday morning ministry that I was going to try to get involved in where um, where it's hardcore, where you do a workout and uh, you learn to study like he integrates it all together. And mm. so um, he, he was like, it's only for the devoted ones. It's almost like one of those Patmos things that he was talking yeah. about. And yeah. so, uh, so anyway, so I was, I was kind of looking forward to that. So maybe he'll be able to get that going again, but I see great things for this dude, man. I mean, yeah. he's just, him and his wife are just awesome people, so devoted and, um, and the Lord's just using him mightily. Yeah. And it's cool that he's just got the vision um, to do different things during this time and to try out new things, doing this drive-in church, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard to imagine what it looked like and everything. And it, it was remind me of, uh, seeing those old pictures of like Greg glory and Chuck Smith talking on the beach. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. like during the whole Jesus movement right? and you'd see those old pictures with all the cars parked, Yeah, you know, like, yeah. and they're just down on the beach and talking, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just going to be really cool to see. Yeah. Just just like we were talking about, just seeing different churches step up in different ways. And it sounds like his church is trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, once again, if you wanted to uh, donate to him, uh, just send him an email. He was Tanner, T-A-N-N-E-R at C-C-R-S dot com. Was that what it was? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> See, that's was, why that's why we're reminded right here, guys. It was so TannerCCRS at gmail.com. TannerCCRS at gmail.com. Yeah. See, I knew there was a Gmail somewhere in there. <laughs> I was like, wait, how's this going to work out? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Or you can go on their website, Calvary Chapel Running Springs. They have a donate button yeah. on there, too. So, you know what, guys? So that's going to be it for our podcast this week. And we're just going to leave it at that with this awesome interview that we had with Tanner. Yeah. And we'll just be getting back to you guys. Yeah. And hopefully you enjoyed the interview as much as we did. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know I really enjoyed it. And just with this, remember, guys, in the midst of life storms, storms, we are always better together. together.